The curious whodunit of Nord Streams 1 and 2. When I spoke in June at the Ron Paul Institute Conference on Foreign Bulletin, I described the game of geopolitics as a seven-player game of the ancient Chinese game Go. And at that and in that game, we've reached an inflection point where some factions are coalescing and others are splintering. The faction that is unwilling to compromise on their future is the most dangerous one at the table. My conclusion then was that those who think they are entitled to run the world will flip the game board. They will change the rules of the game without remorse or cause, uh, or remorse or a case in the world for those they harm and the after effects of their actions. In fact, the chaos they engender is preferable to them than losing. What will Lezo, just to go back to the other story, what adverse effect will Lezo's twerking with James Madison's flute intimating what she really wants to do with it, what effect will that have on her? Or on her, quote, career or her popularity? Uh, well, you know the answer to that. Zero point zero. Zero point zero, none. If anything, she'll become more popular. Uh, that's the case. Why? Because the vile is what is desired. And in the case of foreign policy, the bloody, no one's seeking peace. Vladimir Putin in his speech the other day even said, basically pleaded with the Western powers, come to the negotiating table. Let's end this. Let's work this out. The response he got was either crickets chirping or he probably had some more missiles lobbed at him. That is, uh, <clears throat> surface-to-air missile defense system had to shoot down. So uh, back to this uh, uh, analysis of, of who blew up the Nord Stream 2, uh, 1 and 2. We got the first inkling of this when the West didn't just freeze Russia's foreign exchange reserves, but seized them. Now undersea assets and international waters are fair game. The good news is that this flipping of the game board was only a couple of gas pipelines. The potential is still for something far more unthinkable. Not that that's off the table. In the immediate aftermath of proof, the pipelines uh, the, in the immediate aftermath of proof the pipelines were blown up. Everyone came forward with their theory as to who did it. Who done it? Uh, I say that Professor Biden did it in the hall with the pipe wrench. Sandy, I can construct arguments for nearly every major player in the game having done this, but understand the significance of this act. We can rule out the most idiotic takes, like the Russians blew it up themselves. That's just stupid. Look, if you wanted to say something stupid today, that's what you would say. I think the Russians blew up their pipeline. Yeah, that's a really great guess there, Elrod. 
the only people putting forth uh, this idea are frothing neocons who never met a global policy problem they didn't blame on Putin. Uh, and, and then he gives some explanation of the uh, the argument is based on the on this idea that the U.S. is now a rogue state, fully controlled by neocons who see their opportunity to get their geopolitical twofer, go into war with Russia while regaining dominance over a vassal Europe. Indeed, this is the prevailing sentiment across the whole of the anti-U.S. alternative media. Uh, from Pepe Escobar to Bernard uh, at uh, Moon of Alabama, the rush to put together the motive and the means is quite compelling. Now, he does not agree with Pepe Escobar. And the reasons are many. Sure, the neocons wanted NS1 and N. From the game board. Uh. <clears throat> I don't know where I was. Uh, removed from the game board. Neocon staffed the lion's share of important positions in the Biden National Security Council, his State Department. And, and there's, there's more of this neocon stuff. So while Bernard did a fine job laying out all the circumstantial facts of this, of this case, he didn't make a conclusion either. He was to leave that job to someone else. Uh, the groundwork for this has been laid for months, with Europe shooting itself in the foot repeatedly while allowing its sympathetic chorus to try and portray them as the victim of U.S. aggression. This aggression will not stand, man. <laughs> Personally, I think that conclusion is nonsense, and I've stuck to my guns for months saying that the EU and the U.S. want this war with Russia, but for different reasons. Well... The basic premise, um, <clears throat> well, once Putin invaded Ukraine, everyone's true motivations were exposed. Europe couldn't back down and allow the Russia to take Ukraine because Davos needed Ukraine to draw everyone into its vortex. The Minsk agreements were simply a time-buying device for everyone's plans. They all wanted this war with Russia, but Putin chose the terms of the battle and the timing. To still think that Europe is a victim of U.S. colonial ambitions betrays a na naivete that borders on a pathology. But once uh, Putin invaded Ukraine, everyone's true motivations were... Uh, were exposed. And yet everyone fell for the silly Rand Corporation r report that prepped the ground for blowing up the Nord Stream pipelines. It's... It <clears throat> so you, you could say... You could, you, you, you could say that what Luongo is basically getting at here is that follow the money. Who had what to gain? Qui bono? Who benefits, right? Uh, who is this good for? Uh, good for? Well, the qui bono is obvious. The qui bono is that the Europeans are ready to sacrifice their populations to winner, to the regime's dark winner. The Biden regime wants the Europeans to do this, 
Because in doing so, they basically remove a competitor. The dollar goes up. The deficit goes down. The debt looks smaller. And all of a sudden, the reserve currency of the world looks like the shining superhero in money supplies. The fact that the dollar is trading a dollar nine to a British pound sterling. Seven years ago, you had gone a dollar sixty-three to get. I think it got up to a dollar seventy to buy one British pound sterling. So, foreign debtors that own U.S. debt and used their currency to exchange for dollars to buy it are getting. Are they're the ones that are taking the beating on this? This is the point that he's making. So if you want to try and mitigate, 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 please. If you want to try to mitigate the debt, and if you want to try to mitigate the deficit, then the way to do it, one of the ways to do it is to kill the valuation of other currencies that own it. It's actually pretty shrewd if you think about it. <clears throat> So he said, I wrote a massive Twitter thread yesterday in which, uh, uh, of the, on this, which I'm going to list below. And then, so he goes in this order. One, just so we're clear, I do, I, I, be, I believed and have believed the hyper-aggressive neocons or Straussians. You know, this guy's one of us if he says Straussians. Straussians are a faction easily manipulated into doing things that look like they are to the ben uh, their, their benefit, but ultimately aren't. Two, People this single-minded and radical can easily be directed like a missile at a particular target, especially if that target is their white whale. <laughs> Gotta have a white whale, their white whale. That is, I'm not saying it was the Russians, Russians. Three, Davos, now who's Davos? The World Economic Forum wants all the stakeholders Where's Klaus Schwab been to talk about the Nord Stream 1 and 2? It is the World Economic Forum, is it not? Why wouldn't the, why wouldn't the, uh, the Schwabster, digital media file number three, uh, oh, yeah, you have, you have, uh, this is, uh, oh, okay, okay. Uh, this is a WEF member explaining the partners or their partnership with Google. Where Partnered with Google, for example, if you Google climate change, you will at the top of your search, you will get all kinds of UN resources. We started this partnership when we were shocked to see that when we Googled climate change, we were getting incredibly distorted uh, information right at the top. So we, we're becoming much more proactive. Um, you know, we own the science and we think that the world, you know, should know it. And, and the platforms themselves also do. Um, but again, it's, it's, it, it is, um, it's, it's a huge, huge challenge that I think all sectors of society need to be very active in. I'd rather hear the, we own it. We own it. We own, it. We own the science. We own the science. <clears throat> uh, Davos is, 
Now you know why the science changed throughout COVID, because they own it, thus they can change it to whatever they want it to be. Well, we, we, we played that clip last week where the, the other clown over there was talking about how uh, they needed a way to try out their PSYOPs, and Corona Doom was the trial. 